0: Welcome back, everybody, Becoming Hybrid, episode two, unbelievable feedback on episode one. We are so fired up for this episode. Today's topic, I guess you could call it, is going to be being yourself and discovering yourself and accepting who you are. So this is a fantastic topic and I think a great one to come off of taking action. So Ryan, I mean, who's Ryan Robertson?
1: Ooh, who is Ryan (laughs) Robertson? That is such a difficult (laughs) question to answer. It's funny because we just spent like 20 minutes talking before we hit record here. And I said, man, one of the hardest questions to answer when people asks you is, you know, who are you? Like, who is Bonnie Johnson? Who is Ryan Robertson? Tell me about yourself. Yeah. Tell me about yourself. Yeah. Such a difficult question to answer. So the way that I would go about answering that question, if somebody were to ask me, and we got into this a little bit. I've been thinking about this uh, coming up, leading up to this episode, is it's really hard to talk about who you are without talking about the people who have influenced you and influenced who you are. And for me, there were four people in my life that really shaped who I am today. And I'm gonna mention the qualities and the characteristics that I got from each of these people, and you may hear them and think, that's such a minor thing for some of these maybe you may think it's minor or maybe all of them you think wow those are a really big deal Uh, but to me they are a really big deal and so i'll start with my mom one thing ed Milette says is sometimes all it takes for to really change somebody's life is to let them know that you believe in them and growing up my mom i could just tell she never She never put any doubt in my mind that I couldn't do whatever I wanted. So an example that I had brought up uh, in the past, I guess it was in the past, but it might come up in a future episode, was when I was in high school, she had basically convinced me to try and get all of my grades above 95%. Uh, And this was coming off of a quarter where I had actually gotten a B in a class. I did end up getting all my grades above 95%. I was incentivized with $50. I really wanted that $50 and I got it. Um, And then I was actually able to get all of my grades above 98% as best as I knew. I was in some dual enrollment classes where they didn't do percentages, but I had straight A pluses for a quarter uh, as far as I remember and her just believing that I could do that. At the time I said, you're crazy, it's impossible, I can't do it. Well, I ended up doing it and her pushing me to do that one little thing and throughout my life, her never putting any doubt in my mind that I couldn't do what I wanted has just ingrained this mindset in me that whenever I look at something like starting this company that we're starting here, hybrid or becoming hybrid, I've never, I I haven't had a doubt in my mind that we could do it, it's just a matter of, do I want to do it? And the answer for what we're doing now is yes. Other things in my life I've pursued, maybe it's not always yes. The second person that was very influential on me in my life was my brother. Um, and I text him this all the time and I he's one of the people that I think that he might sell himself short with how much of an influence he actually had on me even though we weren't that close growing up we didn't have a very close relationship I of course looked up to him as my older brother and one thing that I would see growing up and this is kind of funny is we had some weights on the back porch and he also had a pull-up bar, the ones that hang through the door in his room. And I remember I'd walk by his room and I, I remember this memory so vividly. He was with our cousin, Brad, in his room. And I remember they were working out, they were doing push-ups. And I think Brad, it was either Brad said it to him or he said, Brad, he said, uh, you know, something along the long lines of, you know, keep doing those reps, you know, like, you know, all the girls are watching you. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, so ever since I saw them doing those pushups in that room, pretending like all these girls are watching them every time I've like worked out, I've always pretended like a bunch of girls are watching me work out. <laughs> Dude, and what I learned, what I learned from seeing them do that and seeing them uh, work out that way was discipline. That was the first time I really saw discipline. Like you are working really hard for something, even though it sucked. And just throughout the rest of my life, my brother was so consistent with working out and and eating uh, somewhat healthy, taking protein and stuff for working out, that that discipline rubbed off on me to a point where I, you know, when I would go stay at friend's house, I'd go on runs and stuff. And this is in like seventh and eighth grade. You could talk to anybody who went to middle school with me. I was jacked because I learned it from my brother. I was working out like crazy. So that was something huge for me. The other two people who really had a huge influence on my life. And I, it's funny, you ask me about myself, I'm talking about other people. So the the two things so far are a belief in myself and discipline. The third thing, and these next two people are going to be probably maybe unexpected to them for me to bring them up the first one i'm going to bring up is my i'll call him my my best friend brennan i call him my best friend because he's a distant cousin as well what i learned from him as is for someone who throughout their life has had so many circumstances that are worth complaining about he has never really pulled that card complained like even little things never complains like he would have so little money all the time barely ever had any money and he would be selfless enough to oh let's go get mcdonald's when we're done surfing when he would only have 20 dollars to his name instead of complaining that he doesn't have any money his first thought was me and my boy are gonna go get some mcdonald's and i i want to cry talking about this because it's, it's so crazy his generosity there so i guess the two things i learned from him uh in that were generosity especially when you don't have very much and the second thing is just what's the point of complaining i didn't realize how uh bad complaining was until i was around him and saw how nice it was to not be around somebody who complains you know because almost everybody complains a lot and i i ended up noticing with time he didn't and I'll always take that with me. And if you ever notice that I don't complain very much, which I feel like I do complain sometimes. And when I do, I always make sure I bring up, hey, I'm complaining. You do. Man. always you be always, aware of it. You always wanna, text me that. Because I always want to be aware. I don't ever want to unknowingly complain. I got that from him. That somehow that awareness came from him, from seeing him not do it. And the fourth person is my other best friend gro- growing up, Jonathan. What I got from him is, and gosh, this is one of the most insane lessons I've ever learned in my life. Uh, I'm kind of glad I saved it for the last one because overall on like a daily basis, this has probably had the largest impact on me. So when I was younger, we met around seventh or eighth grade. I was very high strung and I was a big worrier. I always needed plans. I always had to know what we were What we were doing, when we were doing it, who we were going to be with, where we were going to go, and all this stuff. And I was always, you know, where are we going? What are we doing? Let's go, 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 go. I couldn't chill. And I'll never forget one time he said, hey, man. He said, just chill out. He said, go with the flow. And I'm like, what? What? You know, I'm like resisting, going crazy. Like, no, where are we going? What are we doing? He's like, just go with the flow. He said, everything will work out. And for whatever reason, I like listened to him. And with time, you know, I, I would kind of replay that in my head. And every time him and I would get into some kind of crazy situation, we got into all kinds of crazy situations. We did so much crazy stuff. Everybody knows. Everybody that grew up with us you know we're knows we were doing crazy stuff. I would always go back to that. And over the years, I ended up really taking ownership of that go with the flow mindset. And now I'm I, to me I'm one of the most easygoing people I know. I see people get stirred up by stuff. We were talking about this a little bit ago. Getting stirred up by little stuff, little stuff that goes wrong. And and I'm just like it doesn't matter. Like just go with the flow. It because one thing's for sure and this is something I learned as the years went on is that nothing goes according to plan. You know. So I went from everything has to be planned <laughs> to okay i'm going to just go with the flow till after i went with the flow for a couple years i'm like i realized looking back i'm like wait nothing actually ever went according to plan why did i ever even try to follow a plan now right. my voice cracked that's funny <laughs> i mean yeah so th- those are the those are the four people who had a huge impact on my life and those four traits were belief in myself discipline not complaining and uh, generosity, especially when you have little and going with the flow. I preach going with the flow, man. So, so that's me. Who am I? I think those are four or five qualities that I really hold dear to me. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. You put it into four
0: qualities because I actually have recently taken what's called the Clifton strengths and it's, a one of the tests you can take to see like what your strengths are it's more geared towards you know the workforce you know what your strengths would be in the workforce but it's a really telling test because the questions have nothing to do with uh, a profession it's literally just a a hundred quiz a hundred question quiz that is Seemingly sort of irrelevant. It's scenarios. It's true or false. And then at the end, it it says, "Here's your strengths." And if somebody has has never taken one of those, I highly suggest it because at the least, it gives you some things to dive into and like maybe ask yourself some questions like for example, mine were uh, futuristic. So my head, I'm very geared at thinking about the future. I look into the future. I'm constantly like looking at how decisions today will impact my future. Uh, I'm i am analytical. I'm focused. And what was it one of the other ones? It had something to do with um, like being personable. But it was a very eye-opening thing to say, well, how do I feel about these? And I feel like one of the main topics that we talk about is being in tune with yourself especially as it pertains to you know knowing yourself but we we've had conversations about that and i think to see something like that the biggest impact taking an exam like that had which was five characteristics sort of like the four you just laid out was i looked at them and was like okay well what do i think about these and i would start to just make note every day of things that i would do and i was like wow okay i do feel like i am you know a few futuristic in the sense that that Clifton strength said I was and it, it made me really just look inside and see if these characteristics applied to my daily life and if it really was the way that I functioned. and, and I think the most important thing that I guess complemented that would be my experiences. So I've I have those characteristics like you that I definitely think are me and define me fairly well, but then I have a lot of experiences that I feel like have shaped me to, I guess, function uh, ar- around those characteristics or just adopt those characteristics. So I've had people in my life, I can I can definitely point to my mom and my dad, um, and, and probably a couple other people, but uh, t- to give the background of my mom, I mean, my mom has always pushed me to do things that were outside of my comfort zone. And hands down was probably the most impactful thing because I'll give you an example. My mom, for those of you who don't know, I cheered in college. Hybrid cheer is a large part of the, um, you know, under the umbrella of hybrid. It's it's a large arm right now, moving forward. It's very active, and and that's what I'm taking and running with. But my mom signed me up for cheerleading tryouts. So I woke up one Saturday morning in high school, and my mom was like, "Hey, did you get that email?" And I was like. I don't I don't know. Let me look. And I had a confirmation for tryout at Florida State for the cheerleading. And I was like, you I was yeah, I was like, you signed me up for cheer tryouts at Florida State because I had just gotten into the school. And she was like, Well, yeah, you've been a gymnast, you've been an Olympic weightlifter. What are you gonna do when you get to school? And I was like, I, I don't know, I guess I haven't thought about it, but like cheerleading? And she was like, Why not? So I was like, Yeah, I guess, you're right, why not? And I mean, look at what it's done. You know what I mean? Like she's always done that she's always thrusted me into situations where i don't think i ever would have put myself so she's been hugely impactful in that sense and in my dad at a young age i would always have people come up to me and say god i love your father oh he's such a good guy so funny so blah 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 and i was like i want to be like that i want people to say oh, Bondi, I love that guy. He's so nice. He blah, blah, blah. And not in a fake way, but just I just wanted to be the genuinely good person that people said, oh, that guy, I love that guy. You know, there's no malice behind it. Just wanting to be that person truly. And so my dad really shaped the way that I feel like You know, I interact with people, being positive, not focusing on negatives. You know, if I'm upset, staying neutral, not letting that rub off on other people. Um, What we were just talking about, letting go, not letting my emotions control my external world, right? Not projecting my emotions on other people and being bitter and frustrated to where those people are like, what did I do? You know, why are you upset at me? And, And that probably happens more frequently than people think, but I've really made it a conscious effort to not be that person and make sure I was, uh, mastering myself and, and, uh, controlling my mindset. So uh, that was a little bit of a ramble on, you know, characteristics that I think define me that I didn't get too much into. And then my experience is shaping me, but
1: well, it's funny. But- it's funny that you label those instances as experiences because really like what you had kind of gone through the people that had led you to uh, developing these characteristics about yourself that that you really like the characteristics that you at least think are are good things which is funny because you know that's how I started as well and it's crazy the impact that that people have on you throughout your life and it's also crazy when people give you certain certain feedback you know I remember this this episode is about you know the title of this episode is be yourself and i'll never forget it was probably a year or two ago my friend cole he said ryan said you're one of the most genuine people i know and i at the time i took it as a compliment because i knew it was a compliment but at the same time i was thinking to myself well what else could i be i just i don't I don't know how to be any other way. I don't know how to not be me. Whenever I say something or do something that isn't congruent with who I am, I feel super uncomfortable. And thankfully, one other thing that had happened when I was younger, I'll never forget, I was standing in the kitchen, and I don't remember what I was worrying about, but I was worrying about something because that's who younger me was. And my brother said, Ryan, he said, you can't care what other people think about you. He's like you just who cares it does it you cannot care what other people think about you and for whatever reason I took it completely literally thankfully I didn't take it in a really bad direction where I was like screw everybody I took it as I'm not going to let anybody's judgments affect me and what I think about me. I don't know why I took it that way. I'm very thankful I took it that way, but I did. And it changed the whole rest of my life because I I've consciously held those words in my mind for my entire life. So every time somebody's ever wanted me to do something I didn't wanna do, let's say it's drink one night, right? Let's say I didn't feel like drinking that night and some people really want me to drink. I'll just say no and I literally don't care what they're thinking about me. (laughs) I couldn't care less. Even if they're my close friends, I don't care. I literally don't care because I'm only gonna do what I want to do now you may that may sound selfish but I know where my heart is and I know that I always want to do what's best for me and I know what's best for me is if I'm being truthful um, it's gonna be best for everybody else Like I, because that's where my heart is I want everybody to love life I want people to love being around me and being with me so if I'm being as true and honest myself as I can then Um, that should make everybody else around me enjoy my presence as well. And don't get me wrong, there's been a lot of times I've had friends talk me into doing something that where I was so thankful later on, like, wow, I was being stubborn. I probably, wa- I'm pretty sure a week or two ago, I like warned you of this. Like sometimes I'll get stubborn about not doing something and when I finally do it, I, oh my gosh, thank you so much. But when it comes to like, you know, I but, but if I choose not to, I ain't worried about it because it's, and you know what? People will respect you more for it. People respect you so much more when you stand your ground than when you you give in, really.
0: Yeah, you, you touched on a few things there that I wanna kinda backtrack a little bit. You said be yourself, you said know yourself, and then you said being selfish. And I really want to make sure that I lay this out for people because this has been huge for me. Before you can be yourself, which is the title of this episode, you have to know yourself. So you just said, you know, you would be yourself if if that night, for an example, you didn't wanna drink, you know yourself. So you know you don't wanna drink, you know you're not gonna drink. You you were being selfish, you called it in that moment, but I think being yourself by definition is selfish in a way, right? But I think it's also important for people to understand how to know yourself. And I've gone through a number of different things that have helped me discover who I am. And I remember I had a really, really, really impactful, Uh, see this is coming up now. I didn't even think about this earlier at any point leading up to this podcast. I had a really impactful uh, teacher in my junior year of high school when I moved to Florida. His name was Mr. Colley. And this, not many people were a big fan of Mr. Colley, but I loved the dude because he was so real. And one thing that he said to us as a class, and I don't even remember in what context, he goes, you all think you know who you are but you have no idea. And I was like, man, I know who I am. <laughs> I was that's like, such a funny you, thing to say. You were What are, are you school? talking about? Well, and it is it is funny because I know that there's other people who are the same thing. Like, you don't know what you're talking about. I know who I am. I had no idea who I was. And I probably still don't fully know who I am. But the when he said that, reflecting on that, I'm like, God, that's some wisdom to put on kids because... We all, of course, were like, "Oh, we know who we are." But now I, 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 I think back to that. I think back to that constantly. I'm like, "Man, he couldn't have been more right." He doesn't know me, but he knows I don't know me because I'm, you know, 16 years old. And so it's it's funny because I've I've ever since that day I've been conscious about it because he made me question. I just thought about it and it sat and it marinated, and I was like, God, "Do I know who I am?" And through a series of life experiences, I've uncovered piece by piece. Who I am, and it's allowed me now to express the most real version of myself, and and, and you know follow my truth, and that's starting a coffee roasting company, majoring in dietetics, working in cancer research, working as a commercial real estate investment broker, starting my own you know starting the podcast, starting a YouTube channel. All of those things have, in their own way, taught me a new part about who I am. And collectively, have really built, you know, the most advanced form thus far of who I am, and uh, just from an intellectual level, understanding myself, what I like, what I don't like, what I'm good at, what I'm bad at. Like through all of these experiences, of it, I- I've learned things I'm not good at, and guess what? I steer clear of those things because there's no point in trying to uh, be good at things you know you are innately not good at. I. I want to say if this if you here, don't now, like them. If it, 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 th- I'm bad at I, singing, you, but I, for, I sing every single day. <laughs> thank you for clarifying that because what I was going to say next is, I work on nothing more than what I'm not good at. Right, that's constantly what I try to improve because if you're good at it, great. You're gonna get. You're gonna be better. You know all around if you can get good at the things that you're not good at so I work towards things I'm not good at however, I don't focus on my weaknesses I don't make that what I revolve my work around so for example I'm really good at being a self-starter. I'm good at making things happen I think you said that to me early on you're like dude You're really good at just making things happen. I was like it's a strength of mine so I focus in on that because I know I'm good at it and I don't ignore my weaknesses because I know that they could be roadblocks you know, further down the road so I work on them but I think part of knowing yourself is knowing what you're good at and crafting something around that, not ignoring your weaknesses but don't focus on them. I think build your strengths and, and use that to give yourself sort of an initial path in life and that's what I found to be super effective for me.
1: Yeah, I think that's the first time I've ever heard it said that way. Either it's the first time I've ever heard it said that way, or it's the first time it's ever clicked with me, because I know I've heard people say to, yeah, focus on what you're good at, and I've always disagreed a little bit because you should work on your weaknesses, but you made the really good point of, make your main focus what you're good at so you can actually progress in life. Meanwhile, work on those weaknesses so you can become a more well-rounded, better person.
0: And I'll give you one small example. I don't want to cut you off, but this is this is where I, I really had it hit me and my mom like drove it home to me because I was like, God, this is, I don't know if other people do this. So I did CrossFit. I was big into CrossFit my senior year of high school. I sucked at double unders. For people who don't know what a double under is, it's when you jump rope, but the rope passes under your feet twice before your feet touch the ground again. So instead of a single jump rope, it's a double under. I could not do them, and me being competitive with myself Every Sunday morning, I would do a 1,000 double-unders, okay, 1,000. When you can't do double-unders, that takes a lot of time. So I would go outside on Sunday morning, every morning, and for four hours, I would jump rope. So when I say I work on my weaknesses, I set time aside to work on my weaknesses. However, I never focused or made my main focus my weaknesses. So I think that that's an important point to make and like Ryan just alluded to, um, you don't necessarily need to disregard your weaknesses, you can still work on them, but you should not be focused on that. And and that was just a small example because I really don't want people to to take this for what you just clarified. I'm not saying just ignore your weaknesses. So I wanted to give that example because I can't tell you how many times I whipped my back and my legs trying to learn double unders. And guess what? I'm damn good at double unders now. It was just never the thing that I was like, oh, okay, like throughout my week, every workout's gonna be double unders. You know what I mean? Like it's that sort
1: of um, setting that time aside. You know, it just clicked with me we're doing an episode on being yourself, and, and the title of the episode is going to be Be Yourself, and I think there's a lot of power in that statement. What's crazy about this idea of be yourself is, you know, we, we do believe it's very important, and we're taking that idea so far that we are literally creating a company that is based on who we are. We are taking that idea of be yourself so far that we are taking what we are going to do for quote unquote work as it's it's going to be us. That is what hybrid is. That is what becoming hybrid is all about is becoming more of who we are. And not only that, but doing it with everyone around us so that we can all do it and enjoy it together that's huge so so we're not here just talking about this idea of be yourself we are literally dedicating the rest of our lives to it
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and i think i already told this i don't know when i told this story because some of these are, are mixed in now we have so many conversations but uh you know i left my job because i wanted to pursue this and and I found myself enjoying my work, I was very excited about it, but what clicked with me was a conversation I had with somebody that I talk about. It was supposed to be an interview and it turned into literally this mentor conversation with a guy who owns you know, a $50 million company by now and he was telling me that you're your work should energize you if you have a vision everything you you're doing now when you're young should be at the benefit of that vision you shouldn't be doing anything that's going to be distracting to you or not directly benefit that vision and and that really put it in perspective to me because we we talk about this I work an eighteen-hour day, but I, you know, I say I hesitate to say the word "work" because it's me progressing hybrid, and I can't help but do it. I wake up at five o'clock in the morning. I spring out of bed, and this sounds cheesy, but it's true. I'm excited and I'm energized, and I leave off a task that I can't wait to pick up the next day. And i feel like we get in this trap of working and i found myself doing this in commercial real estate which is why i left i would be at my desk sometimes just nodding off because it wasn't energizing it was at first but i came to realize oh this isn't me it's it's not me because it's not
1: you yeah so i i want to say this i i definitely want to tag along to your story there because a lot of people might be listening to that and hearing what i heard A month ago when you flew out to Houston when you told me that and I just thought this kid is just crazy and he's just a workaholic you say I work 16 hour days or whatever I'm like I'm thinking to myself I'm probably not going to be able to work with you because that's not how I roll I don't work that much I really like to have fun. Well, turns out when an idea is actually worth pursuing and something is worth pursuing, I was talking to Bonnie about this, there's been days where I've probably worked seven, eight, nine hours, I'm guessing, on hybrid. And I remember at the end of the day thinking, there's not enough hours in the day for this. And For me to go from, like you said, nodding off at my current job where I'm working nine hours a day, not really wanting to be there, having a hard time focusing, to I wish there was more hours in the day so that I could work more or really just create more with you on this hybrid thing, that's crazy. And that's something huge that I learned about myself that I never would have learned about myself had I not took the risk of trying to create this with you. And so... I guess the takeaway there is one thing that Gary V says. Somebody asked him. If you don't know who Gary V is, he's a very successful entrepreneur. Uh, he's rich. He uh, <laughs> he's, he, he's great really marketer. good. Gary V is really good at predicting the future. He's really good at predicting when something is going to be big. Uh, I think he predicted how big Facebook would be and like Instagram ads and Instagram and all these different things. He predicted uh, NFTs. He was really early on. Uh, bitcoin all that stuff one thing that somebody had asked him they said how do you know when to pursue a business idea and when to like disregard it and he said i don't i try it out for a while and if it sucks i stop doing it and i do something different and i was like oh my gosh like what like that's what you do like you are you know all these things and you're really good at predicting how well all these businesses are going to do and that's your approach to on if you should do a business or not or if you should pursue an idea or not and so I feel like that I think I heard that before we started hybrid and that was part of what's like well let's try it out and see how this goes and and now here I am even if we we talked about this in the first episode even if this fails and it doesn't work out i've already learned so much about starting a business and so much about myself i didn't know i could work as many hours as i am now i know that when i'm passionate about something the way i am i can work that many hours and so maybe sometimes if you want to learn a little bit about yourself you just need to start something that you've never done before and do something that you've never done before
0: a hundred percent and that's why i was talking about how It's just purely significant and impactful it was to have a mother who threw me into all this different stuff because I think she saw that as a child... I was a demon in school, okay? And you can ask any of my teachers. They were like, oh, God, like we have Bondi Johnson this year. In like fourth grade, I was just a Tasmanian devil in the classroom. I wouldn't sit still. My goal was to just entertain the classroom while the teacher was trying to teach.
1: Dude, this always blows my mind. I remember the first time you told me you were crazy when you were little. I couldn't believe it.
0: If you meet, yeah, if you met me in person, and we just had a conversation, and then I told you that, you'd be like, "You got to be kidding me." Um, I still have adults today that I talk to, that I get introduced, and then that story will come up, you know, at like dinner or whatever, and they're like, "Wait, you're 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 kidding me, right?" I'm like, nah, no, unfortunately," but. I knew I wasn't that great in school. I really wasn't. And I know a lot of entrepreneurs talk about that. They're like, oh, I, I did terribly in school and school's no measure of success. And I'm like, okay, well, if there's a balance there. I'm not like, oh, screw school. like, but, but I wasn't good at it, okay? I knew it wasn't my forte because I had severe ADHD. I wanted to be doing anything else. But I have learned now what captures my attention and what can maintain my focus. I've grown up a lot, I've matured a lot a lot of that had to do with my mom as well for a number of different reasons but i have now learned what you know through that process what does truly occupy uh can can maintain and hold my focus and my attention and entrepreneurship has really done that creating a business takes so much and this is directly what what you're speaking to ryan i didn't know that i would be good at starting a business or successful or enjoy it but one day i just decided to do it and through that that process i uncovered what i think will be my life is an entrepreneur i will own companies that really resonate, they're me, they're who I want to be and they're who I want to portray and they're things that energize me and they're things I'm passionate about. So knowing yourself really comes down to also understanding the why behind the things that you do and that has been extremely impactful for me. So to your point, yes, I discovered a huge part of who I am, probably a good majority of who I am by just going out on a limb and trying something new
1: that completely changed the course of my life. Man, I'm trying to trying to kind of gather my, my thoughts here on that because be yourself.
0: Yeah, well, I will say this too, as just a little bit of a background, the coffee roasting company is something I still own. And I have three business partners there. So we're still operating. That's a company I started in college. And to speak more on how I really learned a lot about myself is through that process specifically, I, Started the company, I had no background in business. I did not know what I was doing. I was majoring in nutrition science, okay, so nothing to do. I think I took one class on statistics my freshman year because I had to, nothing geared towards business, no business experience, but I decided to start a business selling coffee, roasting and selling coffee. I started the company, ran it for two years. We started selling in a grocery store in Tallahassee, Lucky's Market. We were gonna move and start selling into another Lucky's Market, uh, but eventually I dissolved the company my senior year when I was graduating. So fast forward another year, I started the company again with three business partners completely rebranded, remarketed, relaunched everything, and we've been very successful uh, this second time around, like more so we far surpassed the, the milestones that I reached there, but through that process of just starting and stopping and restarting and restructuring, like even in that, I learned so much about myself along the way, working with business partners, you know, getting, like, maintaining a structure, like, what do I like, what do I not like about working with with people? It's it just so many things from a completely new experience that I learned about myself. So, again, trying to drive home the point you made. You learn a lot about yourself by just doing things and making, making
1: them happen. And so to connect this with, Hybrid as a whole I had said a minute ago that maybe if you want to learn something about yourself You should just do something different well a very large Aspect of the hybrid business model a a really big driver behind the hybrid business model is that we want to reduce the barrier of entry for people to do different things And so how we're going to do that, well, for example, in our first location at Hybrid HQ, which is going to be in Tampa, Florida, I think we did mention the specific city it was going to be in, or St. Pete, it's going to be in that general area. Some of the things that we want to do at this location, which I know we've referred to it as a gym and a fitness facility and stuff, what this location is really going to be is a headquarters and yes it's going to be based around a gym but we really want it to be a place where people can come together and discuss entrepreneurial ideas we want it to be a place in a community where there are waves coming up this weekend cool well i've got four extra surfboards let's bring people along and teach them that's all going to be a part of hybrid hey uh the the tampa marathon's coming up in six months there's a couple members that have always wanted to run a marathon but never really had the push or the people in the sport to do it well we're all going to run it together I've always wanted to run an Ironman or run an Ironman. I've always wanted to do an Ironman, me personally. And you know what? It'll probably be a lot more fun with the people that are a part of Hybrid HQ. I I want to do
0: one too. So you already got one. There (laughs) you go.
1: So maybe we're all doing an Ironman. And I'm sure we will eventually, to be completely honest. So if you're listening to this and you've always considered doing an Ironman, a year or two from now, we're probably all doing one together. So join in because that's the point. And so... Why do it? Because you might learn something about yourself when you do it. I I didn't know the value of marathons, especially on me as a person, until I did one. And so, I don't know, maybe there's something else lying behind six or seven more hours of suffering in an Ironman. Um, <laughs> well, <laughs> and I think I think an important
0: note to make, too, with these sort of new ventures that you can go on. It doesn't have to be starting a business. I think you gave a perfect example. Running a marathon, maybe participating in a beach volleyball tournament, right? Cycling. Spikeball. Spike I don't think I've ever ball.
1: played spikeball. See, it's yeah. getting something new for me to Frisbee, do at our place. Frisbee,
0: soccer, like, you know, picking up a new sport. Maybe adopting a new hobby, like playing an instrument. I think if you just take a chance on, on new things frequently, you will learn a lot about what you like you'll also learn a lot about what you don't like and then you can focus your time on the things you know you like and through that process especially with things like training for a marathon guess what i'm a big believer that when you put yourself in those sorts of positions you meet certain people that ultimately lead to a completely different you know life and and they they open doors that wouldn't have been open so it's not only that you benefit by learning about yourself, but you're going to start seeing how there's opportunities around every corner. You just gotta keep walking, right? You just gotta keep moving and you're gonna go, oh my God, this, there's opportunity around every corner. And you, these processes are, are, you know, they can be slow, they can be monotonous, trying new things can be scary, but like you just said, that's what we hope to do is sort of negate that fear and make it a very welcoming opportunity because we believe firmly we live it we've experienced it we want other people to we believe firmly that creating new experiences also creates new opportunities and it builds new relationships and you have no idea where those things will take you so it's a super exciting part about all of this discovering yourself and as you discover yourself being yourself
1: yeah it is very exciting because up until this point that's pretty much what my life has really been about is trying all of these new things and everybody that knows me knows that that's kind of what got you to reach out to me you're like ryan's doing this other thing he's living out in houston he's not even in florida anymore what's going on and i'm just so excited to make it easier for people to to do that if that's what they want to do if and and i'm excited to try new things myself i'm excited for members to come and say hey have you guys thought about implementing this it's like no but let's try that like i i I want to go into this with a very open mind so that I can continue to grow as well because there's been so many things that I've tried in my life that I was not expecting to like, like tennis, for example, <laughs> that I fell in love with or or even trying to start a business. Same. I did not think I would enjoy this and it's been insanely exhilarating to be yep. a completely honest. So Yeah, yeah. And, and
0: I think another thing thing I want to mention before we wrap this podcast up is that people might not have the I won't call it the luxury of trying new things but I think they might not have the luxury of the encouragement maybe the the encouragement that's what I was going to say it's it's the luxury of encouragement and support because they might have people in their life who who will put them down but again that's part of knowing who you are is is if you start to uncover who you are you don't care what that person has to say even if it's a family member even if it's a a somebody that's close and means a lot to you you're going to go no I know me and you might be saying that thing but I, you know I'm still going to pursue this because I know myself and and all I can say to those people who might be in a situation where they don't have that support is you know, we're here, we are that support, we hope to create that community, maybe we don't have that community right now, but it is with us already, and it will be large, and we will welcome anybody to it, but you just have to really dig and try to uncover more and more about yourself every day, so you can be confident in moving in the direction that you feel you should be, because that's who you are, and, and you know who you are deep down. We often might not be comfortable with who we are, but you gotta face reality at some point. You gotta look that person in the mirror and say
1: it's time to figure out who you are. Yeah, it's so crazy. This conversation is bringing me back to, I think, the very first conversation we ever had about hybrid when you were in Houston. And one of the things I said to you was, man, I've done a lot of things in my life and that's typically, you know, one thing that people will say about me is, Ryan, you do all these different things. Well, I have had moments where I've looked at my life and said, am I a quitter? Why have I done so many things and just not followed through? For example, I haven't been kite surfing in probably a year. Am I a quitter? Like I have I have a kite in my closet collecting dust. Like am I just a <laughs> quitter? You know, why is it not getting used in I wrestled with this thought and actually hashed it out with you. And the answer is no. You go through phases in your life. You want to do different things and enjoy and experience different things. So you do. And it's funny because as we had this conversation, that led us to like, well, why don't we just start a company that's based around that? Just doing the things that you love in the time that you love. And when you want to do something new, we're going to... Uh, encourage that as well. And we're going to help make that happen as well because that's what our lives look like too. And we can't be the only ones.
0: Exactly. Uh, You're 100% right. Dude, you're giving me chills talking about that. This whole conversation is now just literally, I feel... (laughs) I feel so revved up because it's true and I think finding that thing and understanding the dynamic between something that might be collecting dust in your closet and you know what that means as far as like who you are and what you're pursuing, There, there's so many, there's going to be dissonance and there's going to be things you question but again, you, you have to understand that every time you stop to reflect on something like that, you're asking yourself who you are and you're going to uncover a little bit more of that and you can't be afraid to and you can't beat yourself down because if you picked something up and stopped, it wasn't you or it's not you right now and it's not and it's not on the top of your priority list and that's okay because our priority list is constantly changing, especially when you're in your, your early 20s. How are you supposed to know what exactly is at the top of your priority list? And actually, I take that back, you will know when you find that thing that's absolutely number one on your priority list but it's gonna shift a lot just let that happen. Don't beat yourself up about it. I've had people reach out to me and say like, hey, what are you doing here? Like, you got all this stuff going on. Like, what are you doing? And and I'm like, I'm figuring myself out, right? I'm becoming me. And now I can say I'm becoming hybrid. And that's exactly what we're doing. And and that I mean, for real. And in that we have defined, you know, what that means to us. And and I can't wait for us to continue to develop. I think the other day we had a conversation and I said something and you were like, yo, that's beautiful. That really sums up hybrid. And I was like, I was like, wait, that's you're so right. But it's like every day we say something that's like in addition to you know best exemplify and lay out what hybrid is and you're right like we are already far into this journey but we're also still uncovering things every day yeah i know
1: literally like one of the biggest realizations we've had yet happened like two days ago
0: yeah so it's funny because that i think is where people might you know, refrain from moving forward with something, is they're like, well, I don't fully understand it, I don't fully have an idea of what it would look like, it's like, it doesn't matter, it'll come, and the biggest thing is to just kind of have this rough vision, and then to just chisel it down as you go, and really sand it out, and and eventually it'll be clear, and it might be positive, it might be negative, but you know, you get an answer, and then you can move forward based on that
1: i love it i love it man this was this was great this was a great conversation i'm really glad we had it i feel like i probably learned about myself as i went through this (laughs) and things that i i forgot about um i'm glad we talked about this and i'm really glad we got to talk more about what hybrid hq is going to be and what hybrid is in general i i you know i wasn't expecting the be yourself conversation to go there but i realized it's the perfect time because that's what hybrid is it is going to be who we are And, and hopefully
0: this episode resonates with people like the first one which again that feedback was amazing and we're so excited to continue putting these out and just having that you know that um feedback from people it's just it's just extremely motivating and We've talked about how we do this for each other and we do this for ourselves and we're pursuing this and we're happy pursuing it. But to see that positive impact already after episode one is just powerful.
1: It is powerful, man. And, you know, we all we really needed you know was was it to impact one person and we knew it may not even impact one person and we were okay with that because we knew having these conversations would benefit us in the long run and what we wanted to do but the fact that so many people have reached out and said that it has had the impact on them that it has had i'm just beyond thankful thank you guys everybody that listened to the podcast even if it was only two minutes a lot of you guys listened to it until the end which is crazy. Thank you. And if you are here in this one, thank you so much. For real. That's awesome. I really hope that we're providing you with value because that's what matters. So again, thank you.
0: Values everything. That's it. We appreciate everybody. Once again, I'll say it too. Uh, thank you guys so much. And and be on the lookout for episode uh, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, 10, and, and for a lot to come. So it's been real, man. Be yourself. Keep doing you.
1: Be yourself. See y'all next week. All right, y'all. Peace out.